Hi there, we're listening to Harry Littman and Michael Cohen. Um, oh, Trump crumbles in public response after more charges. Yeah, yeah. Because the associations uh, that are using this are going to experience significant savings in the long run. And what was previously being budgeted for, you know, asphalt rehabilitation projects, uh, are, they just aren't needed anymore. These were my tapes that we gave to them. And they basically then say that's not enough. We didn't, I don't think we would have had to give it. Michael Popak, Legal Amp. Well, that was fast. Donald Trump's already responded in a right-wing MAGA podcast and given more great evidence for Jack Smith to use against him in the Mar-a-Lago case. He's already responded to this. He's already responded in a... These were my tapes that we gave to them. And they basically then say that's not enough. We didn't, I don't think we would have had to give it. Michael Popak, Legal Amp. Well, that was fast. Donald Trump's already... These were my tapes that we gave to them. And they, these were my John tapes Freddy. that we gave to them. And they basically then say that's not enough. We didn't, I don't think we would have had to give it. Michael Popak, Legal Amp. Well, that was fast. Donald Trump's already responded in a right-wing MAGA podcast and given more great evidence for Jack Smith to use against him in the Mar-a-Lago case. He's already responded to the superseding indictment and the charge that he... Uh, in a conspiracy that he led with at least three other people, two of which are now indicted, uh, tried to delete the video surveillance camera footage, tried to delete the server. And there's a name for that in prosecutor land. That's called evidence of consciousness of guilt. It is the platinum standard. Yeah, it is the thing that every prosecutor looks for, sometimes in vain, yeah. in a case to use as evidence right against the defendant. And what it means is what it sounds Great. like. It's consciousness of guilt. You don't do certain acts and activities if you're innocent. An innocent man doesn't do certain things, right? If you're, if you're not guilty of murder, you don't buy rope and lie and a 38 caliber weapon and a Just shovel and, and map out ways to, uh, to bury a body. You don't do that if you're not guilty. You do it if you're guilty of the murder that you've been charged with. Same thing here. For Donald server. Trump, there's already evidence of consciousness of guilt at Mar-a-Lago. The instructing yeah, Walton Howden to move boxes, 67 of them, in and out of the storage room before and after his own lawyer, Evan Corcoran, appeared to review them for the government to produce them. His conversations about let's not produce any of them. Why don't we ignore the subpoena or the requests? His lying to his own attorneys. Donald Trump, Evan Corcoran, and Christina Bob, letting them sign an affidavit that they'd done a diligent search of all the Hurry rooms up, of 34 um, pages is all they found of top secret and classified documents. Benedict Donald, fucking traitor. Traitor. Benedict Donalds. Just uh, for pres, Trump for prison. When there were hundreds and thousands behind other doors and in behind locked drawers, these are all badges of consciousness of guilt. But the ultimate one, 
destruction of evidence. And that's why yeah. Jack Smith went back with his team <laughs> to the grand jury to get an amended uh, indictment. That's what you got to do. A superseding indictment. Nah. And threw in the Iranian war document for good measure. Again, Plink. Okay, hold on. And they basically then say that's not enough. We didn't, I don't think we would have had a given. Michael Popak, legal app. Well, that was fast. Donald Trump's already responded in a right-wing MAGA it's podcast news, and given more great evidence for Jack Smith to use against him in the Mar-a-Lago yeah, case. He's already more. responded to the superseding indictment and the charge that he, uh, in a conspiracy that he led with at least three other people, two of which are now indicted, uh, tried to delete the video surveillance camera footage tried to delete the server and there's a name for that in prosecutor land that's called evidence of consciousness of guilt it is the platinum standard it is the thing that every prosecutor looks for sometimes in vain in a case to use as evidence against the defendant and what it means is what it sounds like it's consciousness of guilt you don't do certain acts and activities if you're innocent an innocent man doesn't do certain certain things right if you're if you're not guilty of murder you don't so buy rope and lie and a 38 caliber weapon and a shovel and and map out ways to uh to bury a body you don't do that if you're not guilty you do it if you're guilty of the murder that you've been charged with same thing here for donald trump there is already evidence of consciousness of guilt at mar-a-lago the instructing Walt Nauta to move boxes, 67 of them, in and out of the storage room before and after his own lawyer, Evan Corcoran, appeared to review them for the government to produce them. His conversations about let's not produce any of them. Why don't we ignore the subpoena or the requests? His lying to his own attorneys. Donald Trump, Evan Corcoran and Christina Bob, letting them sign an affidavit that they'd done a diligent search of all the rooms and 34 pages is all they found of top secret and classified documents when there were hundreds and thousands behind other doors and in behind locked drawers. These are all badges of consciousness of guilt. Yay. But the ultimate one, destruction of evidence. And that's why Jack Smith went back with his team to the grand jury to get an amended indictment. That's what you got to do, a superseding indictment, and threw in the Iranian war document for good measure. Again, playing cat and mouse with Donald Trump in a masterstroke. Jack Smith knew he had the Iranian war document in his hands, but he, he asked and subpoenaed and the uh, lawyers for Donald Trump to turn it over. And they had to double down on Donald Trump's public BS, which is, I wasn't talking about any one particular document. I didn't have any document. I had a pile of documents. I had press clippings. I had a whole bunch of other stuff. I had building plans for a project I'm developing. I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything in particular. That's completely against the weight of the evidence because we know that Jack Smith has spoken to every other person in the Bedminster meeting in which they said he unfurled an Iranian war document of the U.S. And so they already had it, but they let Donald Trump go on television and in recordings and in interviews and claim that it didn't exist and he wasn't referring to anything. And then, while he did that, Jack Smith said, okay, well, we let him hang himself long enough, bring in the witnesses to the room. They said, is this the Iranian war document? And they said, yes, it is. Under penalty of perjury and threat of going to jail. And then they indicted him, superseding indictment about the Iranian war document. And we're seeing it all over again. Right? There has to be a team on Jack, for Jack Smith. I don't know the name of that team, but we'll find out about it when somebody writes a memoir. All they do is probably a dozen people. 
is search the, the hinterlands and the corners, dark recesses of the internet, looking for right-wing MAGA media and his interviews to hang him with his own words. Because they're going to do it again, based on an interview that Donald Trump gave just today about the destruction of the surveillance video count in the superseding indictment and the words that are going to be used there. Let me first give you the rundown from the indictment of the facts, So, because we don't blow smoke or sunshine here on the Midas Touch Network of Legal AF, and you can hold on to those and hold on to them for dear life as you hear the BS that comes spouting out of Donald Trump in this one-minute interview with John Fredericks, whoever that is, a right-wing MAGA person that likes to have people like uh, the former guy on. Let's just do the timeline, because the timeline also indicates the consciousness of guilt. You see what the pattern is here on my hot take? You see what the theme is? Okay. Let's start with June the 22nd, 2022. Trump is informed by the grand, by, by uh, Jack Smith that the grand jury it's unlike Sleepy Joe. There's no evidence. Nothing about these effing terrorists. From the January 6th insurrection, who are still in Congress, I would make sure that Congress held a vote to expel the GOP traitors under the 14th Amendment. 14th Amendment, Section 3, clearly states that no insurrectionist may hold office. So let's get rid of them. Let's get rid of them all. Indict, arrest, expel disqualify, rinse, repeat. I urge everyone to please call the Justice Department. The number one issue of most concern for Americans is our democracy. So ask what you can do for your country. I'm telling you that expelling the GOP traitors is the only way to save our democracy. This is not a Democrat issue or Republican issue, it's an American issue. Two and a half years after the bloody insurrection, the Justice Department still hasn't made any charges of who were the perpetrators. Instead, they are causing a kerfuffle in Congress right now, sabotaging a Because your fucking Justice Department didn't do their job. Persecuting immigrants and minority groups, cheating in elections systematically. And of course, 160 Republicans took part in the insurrection, so why aren't they held accountable? That's what we need to, you need to, call all three branches of governments. Get up off of your couch, America. This is no time to be sitting on the fence. And a shout out to the military in this country. You know that if you elect this malignant, narcissistic psychopath, he's going to destroy the Veterans Administration. That means you will have no benefits. Many of you will be out on the streets. He don't care. He calls you suckers and losers and lazy malingerers. Well, I call him Captain Bone Spurs. And put your trust in me. You can trust Trista. I will honor the commitment and service that you have made to this country. Same goes to the civil service. Mr. Asface Nazi Dump wants to be able to, like Ron DeSatan, get rid of anyone who could create some dissent. I'm the only presidential candidate 2024 who is calling for the immediate removal from office of over 160 Republican traitors who took part in the insurrection, orchestrated it with Mr. Trump, who I am the only presidential candidate. 
Okay. I just posted this one. I second the motion. Why are they filtering? Joe isn't the DOJ. Unlike 45, Joe knows about separation of the branches. I know it'd be nice, but that would be dictatorship. What would be dictatorship? Most definitely be held accountable for crimes against humanity because it is 100% what they, they were treating me as well as domestic terrorism. Four seconds ago. Uh, 
also big in the news. Now, what is all this Hunter Biden talking about? Hunter Biden about it. He's a private citizen. It, and he didn't steal $2 billion and $460 million from being in the White House. And by the way... Uh, Shared Twitter... Fucking brilliant. <laughs> you are a brilliant comedian, comma, Trista. <laughs> I can pat myself on. My old. A new improv. Hashtag improv, hashtag stand up, hashtag comedy central, hashtag SNL, hashtag the daily show, hashtag Trevor Noah, hashtag John Stewart, hashtag Stephen at home. Central freaking, should we do freaking comedy central? Uh, daily show and Midas Touch. Should be, I, I, I I want to be uh, Midas Touch first comedian. It's part of the network. Uh, Midas Touch, can I be your first Midas Network? Network. Can I be your comedian? Can I be your comedian? Midas Mighty Comedian Be the first uh, your first first Midas um <coughs> uh, Mycellus I want him to be, uh, you know, I want to be on their team, man. Michael Cohen, Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen, I bet he would vote for me to join the network as a comedian. Uh, just his vids. Freaking... Breaking, breaking. Ah, shit. I went to settings, breaking. John Stuber. Okay, oh. Comedy Central. So I'm cutting out spaces right now. So my tweet. Can I be your. Your. B. First, we couldn't even get a security clearance. Anybody remember that? Not Hunter Biden. I'm talking about uh, what's his face, Jared Kushner. And the the Trumpies are so freaking hypocritical. And Don Jr. just said that he didn't do, he didn't have coke like a pig. That's because he does Adderall like his Adderall. And if you know anything about Adderall, you'd know that it's actually meth. 
Troy Austin 12 like my video. send this uh, Instagram she directs now this politics Al Franken stop fascism um, get out the votes TV Arizona Democratic Party and WPC national Comedy Southern Arizona, Women's March, Young Dumbs, Nevada, HuffPost Women, Improv Comedy Clubs, Mother Jumps Mag, Tony Michaels, Bite Size Democracy, Politico, Midas Touch, NG uh, for Florida, Montgomery, Women Make the World Go Round, Women's March Tucson, Women's March, Young Democrats, Dan Goldman, Justice Department, Young Dems, ASU Young Dems, NBC Latino, Fruity Feminist, Trista for President, New York Times Magazine, Netflix is a Joke, uh, Women's March, Style, New York Times, <coughs> Women Camping um, Network, Unarmed Black, Rolling Stone, Comedy Cellar USA, being Latino, the Democrats, Michael Cohen, Arizona's family, CC Stand Up, Ari Melbourne Live Chat, New York Times Opinion, MTV, Pro Choice, Ben Micellis, Telemundo, Comedy Hood Central, Oversight Dem, Snoop Dogg. Women Are Not Prey, Glenn Kirshner, A La Votre Magazine, Young Democrats of America, Congressman Chris Deluzio, Pro-Choice, Bernie Sanders, Democratic Women Caucus, Tempe Improv, Arizona Daily Star, Bernstead's Open Mic, Jared Moskowitz, Jasmine Crockett, Jared Moskowitz, Do Better Comedy, BBC Comedy, Resistance Against Scouts, Okay, good enough. Hope that goes through. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, it was a picture of uh, in front of Animal Kingdom, two two couples taking a pic picture, and uh, instead of the, like their heads are just in the way, so it says Anal King. Ah, uh, yeah, very funny. Um, let's see here. 
YouTube. Oh, okay. So while I'm doing that, we can get back to the news. I'm dual bo- uh, podcasting right now because uh, indictment's coming up. <clears throat> okay, incriminating interview of the worst. Smith went back with his team to the grand jury to get an amended indictment. That's what you got to do, a superseding indictment, and threw in the Iranian war document for good measure. Again, playing cat and mouse with Donald Trump. In a masterstroke, Jack Smith knew he had the Iranian war document in his hands, but he, he asked and subpoenaed and the uh, lawyers for Donald Trump to turn it over. And they had to double down on Donald Trump's public BS, which is, I wasn't talking about any one particular document. I didn't have any document. I had a pile of documents. I had press clippings. I had a whole bunch of other stuff. I had building plans for a project I'm developing. I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything in particular. That's completely against the weight of the evidence because we know that Jack Smith has spoken to every other person in the Bedminster meeting in which they said he unfurled an Iranian war document of the U.S. And so they already had it, but they let Donald Trump go on television and in recordings and in interviews and claim that it didn't exist and he wasn't referring to anything. And then, while he did that, Jack Smith said, okay, well, we let him hang himself long enough bring in the witnesses to the room. They said, is this the Iranian war document? And they said, yes, it is. Under penalty of perjury, a threat of going to jail. And then they indicted in the superseding indictment Donald Trump for lying about the Iranian war document. And we're seeing it all over again, right? There has to be a team on Jack for Jack Smith. I don't know the name of that team, but we'll find out about it when somebody writes a memoir. All they do is probably a dozen people is search the the hinterlands and the corners, dark recesses of the internet, looking for right-wing MAGA media and his interviews to hang him with his own words. Because they're going to do it again, based on an interview that Donald Trump gave just today about the destruction of the surveillance video count in the superseding indictment and the words that are going to be used there. Let me first give you the rundown from the indictment of the facts because we don't blow smoke or sunshine here on the Midas Touch Network or Legal AF, and you can hold on to those and hold on to them for dear life as you hear the BS that comes spouting out of Donald Trump in this one-minute interview with John Fredericks, whoever that is, a right-wing MAGA person that likes to have people like uh, the former guy on. Let's just do the timeline, because the timeline also indicates the consciousness of guilt. See what the pattern is here on my hot take? You see what the theme is? Okay. Let's start with June the 22nd, 2022. Trump is informed by the grand, by, by uh, Jack Smith that the grand jury is going to be subpoenaing the security cameras and security footage. Stop relying on modern technology. No, We're forgetting the skills the pioneers used to survive. What if there's a path? Jack Smith that the grand jury is going to be subpoenaing the security cameras and security footage. Okay, it's evidence. The Department of Justice did a search of Mar-a-Lago and they got testimony from maintenance workers and housekeepers and cooks about the security cameras. They had already interviewed Matt Calamari and Matt Calamari uh, Jr. I'm always hungry when I talk about those two guys. 
Those are the COO for the Trump Organization and his son, used to be head of security, um, about surveillance cameras. Talk to me about them. Where are they located? How do they record? How many minutes uh, or how many hours of footage stays before they're overwritten? You know, stuff like that. So the, so the Department of Justice already do that. And so they issued a subpoena on the 22nd of June. And that led to a conversation within hours, which I will, I will assure you is the longest conversation between a former president and a maintenance worker in the history of America. 24-minute phone call between Donald Trump and now his co-defendant in the superseding indictment, Carlos D. Oliveira. Head of maintenance, former valet farmer. 24 minutes. I wonder what they talked about the day after the subpoena was issued. Now let me also clear up something as the terminology. I'm not talking about the search warrant. The Department of Justice continued to believe, at least for through June or July, that they could get the documents through, through negotiation with Donald Trump and and or uh, using a search warrant, uh, sorry, a subpoena, and not go to the level of a search warrant, which was extraordinary. You know, guys wearing FBI, ladies and gentlemen wearing FBI jackets knocking on the door. That happened in August. I'm talking about June of last summer. And by June, they get the notice on the 22nd. By the 23rd, Donald Trump has a 24-minute phone call with Carlos. He then reroutes, Donald Trump reroutes Walt Nauta, also co-defendant, valet, butler, body man, to come back. Has Walt Nauta communicate during this period with Carlos de Oliveira and with a new person that's not named in the superseding indictment, but is the cooperating witness. That's the other signal Jack Smith said. I got an insider cooperating with me, Donald Trump, and his name is Yusil Tavares, and he was your IT director. And he got into a conversation led by Carlos, your maintenance worker, and Walt Nauda, in which they talked about deleting the server at your request. And that happened on the 27th of June, four and a half days after the subpoena notice was given. And that is classic organized crime talk. That's what this, and remember, Jack Smith didn't play it for the grand jury. He's going to play it in trial for a jury. And you're going to hear the conversations that I'm sure partially were recorded and live testimony from Yusil about the conversation where the boss wants the server deleted. That's Walt Nauta and Carlos talking to Yusil. And the boss is obviously Donald Trump. There's only one boss at Mar-a-Lago. And so that's going to come out. And the video footage that the Department of Justice does have is going to be played, which is, based on what's listed in the indictment, images, video, moving pictures of Carlos and Walt Nauta with flashlights in the middle of the night going to where the server room is and looking for the cameras. Okay? That's going to look great in front of a jury. Even if there's a Trumper in the jury, I don't know how he's going to overcome the sheer volume of uncontradicted evidence that's going to be against him, right? And so this is what's going to play out. We can only anticipate the trial presentation, because you don't have to put everything in your indictment, but yet Jack Smith is putting in a number of messages, 
right, to Donald Trump and his team. And the messaging of this timing, and you just saw the timing I laid out, 622 down to 627 of last year, all events that show consciousness of guilt by Donald Trump and the others. You don't say, shh, you don't do it in the dark. You don't talk about deleting servers if you've got nothing to hide, right? Donald Trump, however, can't let well enough, you know, leave well enough alone, and he's got to go on a podcast that he hoped nobody would listen to, but Midas Touch Network and I found it. And here it is. Here is him saying, in classic, traitorous, Scrooge McDuck fashion, mine, 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 mine. The videos were mine. I didn't have to turn them over. We turned them over, but they wanted more. He doesn't address the deletion, you'll note, when you hear the video, or the audio. Um, Jack Smith's a crackhead. He's out of control. You know, his typical attack on Jack Smith. And um, I don't know why I'm being indicted. I don't know the evidence against me. And I don't know um, any of the witnesses against me. And the two employees that they're trying to testify against me, they're very fine people. Right, they're very fine people that you are currently paying for their lawyers. In fact, you reached out to, to make sure that Carlos de Oliveira was on your side and was loyal to you. And you had Susan Wiles, and this is in the indictment, who's part of your presidential election campaign on a signal chat, a platform chat, confirm that Carlos was with you and then let it be known, you let it be known that you were going to pay for his lawyer. Well, what does he need a lawyer for in June before the search warrant if you, if you don't have anything to hide? Answer that. Don't do it to me. Do it to the jury one day. But you won't have an answer for it. We'll just leave it at that. Let's roll the audio interview, John Frederick's interviewing Donald Trump, and then you come back. But it's always unpleasant when you have to go in and tell your wife uh, that, by the way, uh, tomorrow sometime I'm going to be indicted. And she says, for what? I say, I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. Normally you know exactly. But these people, these are thugs. Uh, Jack Smith is, I call him deranged Jack Smith. He's a prosecutor who's been overturned unanimously in the Supreme Court. Uh, vicious tactics. They went after two fine employees yesterday, fine people, and uh, I don't think they think that the tapes were even changed. These were my tapes that we gave to them. And they basically then say that's not enough. We didn't. I don't think we would have had to give it. I'm not sure that we would have even had to give it. These were security tapes. We handed them over to them. I don't, I doubt we would have, if we wanted to fight that, I doubt we would have had to give it. But uh, regardless, we gave it. Now, I'm not sure they say, I'm not even sure what they're saying. They're trying to intimidate people so that people go out and make up lies about me because I did nothing wrong. They're trying to, and I come under the Presidential Records Act, which is civil, it's not even criminal, but they're trying to intimidate people, and so they have to lie to get out of a problem. But these are two wonderful employees. They've been with me for a long time, and they're great people. And they want to destroy their lives. Okay, so it's classic Donald Trump. Their mind, that's not a defense in criminal law, that's actually the opposite. Um, we heard this before. All the documents are mine. All Mar-a-Lago is mine. Um, they're, they're my presidential records uh, and the like. We've also heard him say, you know, he loves talking about this ridiculous case that's not applicable. It doesn't help him, called the Sox case involving Bill Clinton. We hear that a lot. Sox, not the first cat, who was also named Sox, but Bill Clinton had recordings in a sock drawer 
that he was going to use on cassettes, and those under 30 can ask their parents, uh, they were going to use for a, a book. And uh, Tom Fitton, yeah, that guy, the guy that wears shirts that are too tight, and is not a lawyer, and has a thing called Judicial Watch, whatever that means. Um, and so he filed a suit to try to get these uh, audio tapes, because they were presidential records. And the federal court said, they're not presidential records, they're private. They're, you're not getting them. And Donald Trump says, see, there's a case involving Bill Clinton and dirty socks and some cassettes, and that gave me the permission to steal and hide national defense information, nuclear secrets, Iranian war crime uh, document, Iranian war documents, and other things, because it's all the same. I mean, again, these are things that will never fly in a courtroom, and yet Donald Trump continues to cling to. Just like he has this fictitious conversation in the audio you heard between him and Melania. Hey, I'm getting indicted today. About what? Do I have no idea? Really? First of all, there's been a shed load, a ton of documents produced by the federal government to Donald Trump when he got indicted from Mar-a-Lago. They literally backed up a tractor trailer. Well, not literally. And dumped it off wherever he wanted it. They gave him 56 terabytes of information. And they're still delivering more and more. You cannot have lived through the Jan 6 committee's presentation and their final report last December. All of the interviews that have been reported on mainstream media and here on the Midas Touch Network and shows like Legal AF that I co-anchor, you cannot have done or read the news wherever you get your news from and not know at least the charges that are against you being brought by Jack Smith and the witnesses, including your own former attorneys and current attorneys who are testifying against you. Um, and the evidence. You just can't. And the law doesn't allow you to maintain that ridiculous posture. It just it doesn't. It's called willful blindness, and um, it's not allowed. And you bring in evidence to show that you knew or should have known that a reasonable person in your position would have known. But you hear him on the on the audio, which Jack Smith, you know, will see as another gift, another attempt to attack him, another attempt to um, you know try to uh, do a terrible job at defending. Uh, why he was trying to delete his own tapes, which doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And again, this was the timing of the superseding indictment yesterday was an F.U. from Jack Smith. Meets in the morning with the lawyers who try to talk him out of indicting his, their client again federally. He, he nods with the Subway sandwich and coffee in hand and then gives the green light to file the superseding indictment in Miami showing that their client is a liar and destroyed evidence and signaling that he has the ultimate insider who's testifying against Donald Trump, leaving Donald Trump to suck wind and then try to interfere in witness tamper by saying that those employees, which I assume he means Carlos de Oliveira and maybe Uciel Tavares and Walt Nauda are all good people and try to get them all attorneys which is also, again, in a circular, a circular scheme here, part of the indictment narrative. So uh, it's not checkmate yet, uh, Jack Smith, until we have convictions, but it's check. And we're going to continue to follow it on the Midas Touch Network. That's where I do these YouTube hot takes. You do that. You're watching me here. And I only do it here at the intersection of law and politics. We pull it all together with two other 
co-anchors and friends of mine, Ben Micellis, Karen Friedman Ignifolo. We do a long format show on Wednesdays and Saturdays. We're probably going to have to add another day. I'll have to talk to the suits about that. But right now, Wednesday nights and Saturday nights, if you want to watch us on YouTube, some people do, you can do it on the Midas.YouTube channel. All you got to do is free subscribe. If you want to listen to it, analog, old school, like me, you then pull it on a podcast platform wherever you get your podcast from. We're there, too. I do hot takes like this about every hour. No, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Typo. About every day, maybe more, depending upon developments. If you like the content of what I provide, go over to the Midas Touch YouTube channel. Slide over to Playlists. Go down to Michael Popock. Everything is collected there for you. You can also follow me on all things when social media at... MS Popak. This is Michael Popak. Hey, Midas Mighty. Love this report. Exclamation points. When I'm president. You and the rest of the crew will get a National Medal of Honor for defending. Let's see here. Let's see. In this pro democracy movement. pro-democracy movement. Trista for prez. Trump for prison. Threatening them. Why? the conversation by following us on Instagram at Midas Touch. Keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now. Yeah, whatever, old man. Um... <laughs>
Pulpock. MS Pulpock, since he actually fucking responded to me. Um. Okay. So let's go on to the next thing. Live Mega gets a cover for deranged threads. Jesus. Two days ago? Like two days ago. No, that's just, uh, we're, we're babysitting the Midas Touch playlist on YouTube right now. Okay, so that was the most recent thing one hour ago posted. Trump crumbles in public response. After more charges. Michael Cohen, a top former federal prosecutor, predicts that this is what I have uh, already covered this morning. Trump interview will come back to haunt him. Trump has total meltdown in latest post and more. Mm. White House reporter delivers final warning to Trump. Confused. These are ones I've already covered. Okay. Trump dealt crushing blow by Jack Smith. He never expected yay. The day Sounds that great. everyone's been bracing for an indictment by Jack Smith. We've all been waiting. The news trucks were outside the courthouse. Everybody was saying it's going to be today, the big day, the big indictment. And there was an indictment today brought by Jack Smith, just not the one that we were all waiting for. We all thought it was going to be the January 6th indictment where the defense attorneys met with Jack Smith teams today in Washington and tried to convince them not to bring the Jan 6th indictment. We also know the grand jurors came in today for the January 6th indictment. But there was no indictment today. But what did happen that we were all surprised, what came out today? A superseding indictment in the Southern District of Florida, United States versus Donald Trump and Waltine Nada, and they added someone new, Carlos de Oliveira. So what is a superseding indictment? What is an indictment at all? An indictment is what the document that is used to charge someone with a crime. It's the formal charging document. It's, it's nothing more than that. It's not evidence. It's just informing them what the charges are. And an indictment is something that is brought by a grand jury. A grand jury is 23 normal, regular people, citizens like me and you who go sit and listen to evidence. And you have to have at least 12 of the 23 have to vote uh, for an indictment. And the standard of proof is much lower for an indictment than it is for a trial. It's uh, a preponderance of the evidence or, or reasonable, probable cause. It's reasonable cause to believe that a crime occurred, whereas at a, at a criminal trial, it's proof beyond a reasonable doubt to get a conviction. So an indictment uh, was brought uh, earlier last month um, for against uh, Donald Trump and Walt Nada, and that indictment was a blockbuster indictment, uh, the Mar-a-Lago indictment. It read in such a way that anyone can understand it. You don't have to be a lawyer to understand it. Jack Smith told a story, told the story about the criminality, what Donald Trump did, what Waltine Nada did, and what the evidence is against them. And really made a case, a real compelling case for why this is an important uh, and righteous prosecution and why this isn't just like Joe Biden or, or Mike Pence or the, the everybody does it. You know, everybody accidentally takes uh, classified documents defense, which is what we thought he was going to go with, right? As soon as uh, he was found to have these documents and the next thing you know, Joe Biden had some and Mike Pence had some, all of us were saying, oh, well, that case is dead. There's no way they're going to bring a case against uh, Donald Trump 
now because everybody accidentally apparently takes classified documents. Who knew? But what Jack Smith did in that indictment was really spell out how significant it was, how Donald Trump didn't just take the documents. He went through uh, many, many efforts to keep them, hide them from the National Archives, despite numerous demands to return them. He didn't return them and even had people write assurances in the form of affidavits that we searched and there aren't any. They lied. So that case is Chances are you've come across this guy on Facebook. Cards don't make you fat. I'm a big donut guy. He's blowing up everyone's feed. He has the most... So that case is is significantly uh, different than what the other people's conduct was. And it was a very, very serious case that is set for trial in March of 2024. It's in front of Ju Judge Eileen Cannon. And uh, this was the case where uh, Jack Smith asked for a December 2023 date. And she said, we're going to put it over, I'm sorry, till May. Uh, we're going to put it over till May of 2024. So that's the status of that case. But you know, prosecutors don't stop investigating just because an indictment is brought. In fact, after an indictment's brought, they keep building the case. They keep interviewing witnesses. They keep looking for documents and through documents, and they keep following the breadcrumbs of evidence wherever they lead. And that's sure enough what Jack Smith was doing in this particular case and brought a superseding indictment. All that means is he went back into the grand jury and he asked them to vote new charges and here against a new defendant, Carlos de Oliveira, someone we'd never heard of before. I certainly hadn't heard of him before. He's apparently the head of maintenance for Mar-a-Lago and like Walt Nada, he's not uh, a high up person. He's, you know, the power dynamic between a former president of the United States and wealthy uh, businessman who owns Mar-a-Lago compared to the guy who works maintenance or the other guy who's his body man, uh, you know, obviously there's a huge power dynamic. And at first one might say, you know, I kind of feel sorry for these guys. Imagine the pressure they must feel to do what what Donald Trump asks them to do. He is the former president after all. And we know how he bullies people and he, for, you know, he's he's very strong personality and he's, he's kind of terrifying, I think, if you were to work for him, if you don't do what he says, you know, he'll go out and he'll say bad things about you and, and do bad things. And so, you know, I, at first I kind of felt sorry for this guy. I thought, oh God, the head of maintenance, that's what we're doing. But then you read this indictment. It's a blockbuster indictment. Now let's talk about it. First of all, it's 11 extra pages long. And there's new charges that were brought. Uh, I think there were four new charges that were brought. I'm just taking out my notes here. Uh, count number 39 was added, and that's against Walt Nada. It's another uh, false uh, statement that he made. And in the in the indictment, it spells out the, 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 you know, he was asked this question, he gave this answer, and yet here's the evidence that we found that Wait, shows he was how many new charges? Lying. Count number indictment. It's a blockbuster indictment. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk about it. First mm -hmm. of all, it's 11 extra pages long and there's uh, new charges that were brought. Uh, I think there were four new charges that were brought. I'm just taking out my notes here. Uh, count number 39 was added and that's against Ralph Mata. It's another uh, false uh, statement that he made. And in the, in the indictment, it spells out the, 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 you know, he was asked this question.
below. Brilliantly explains for You know, he was asked this question, he gave this answer, and yet here's the evidence that we found that shows he was lying. Count number 40 is against all three of them, against Donald Trump and Walt Nada and Mr. de Oliveira. And it's about the destruction of evidence and this attempt to delete security footage and security video. This count is very significant, and it I, I, I believe it carries a 20-year sentence. Uh -huh. uh, so this is a really serious charge here. And the facts that they lay out in this was just astounding. They talk about a secret meeting that, you know, that, uh, well, I'll, I'll go over the facts in a minute. Let's talk about the charges first. So, so this, the third charge is another count of destruction of video and destruction of evidence, again, against all three of them. And then the fourth charge is only against Mr. de Oliveira, and he's charged with uh, lying or with false, making a false statement. And, you know, his is, is very interesting because... If you read the indictment again, the FBI agent saying, you know, "Did you see? Do you know anything about these boxes? No. Did you move the boxes? No. Did you ever move them from one place to another? Never. Like it was like, no, no, never, never, no. Like these one-word answers. Okay, pretty emphatic, pretty clear. The, the questions were pretty clear. And then, of course, he's on video doing the exact thing that he just denied doing. So he's dead to rights, uh, you know, in that particular thing." And, you know, so it's all about, th this is a really, really significant uh, <clears throat> set of charges that they added. Um, and the, the thing that I thought was, was uh, really the most significant thing that they added was, if you recall, when, they, uh, when FBI searched Mar-a-Lago, they recovered about 100 classified documents. But they only charged 31, possession of 31 of them in the original indictment. Why is that? It's for a lot of reasons. Number one, they don't have to charge all of them. Number two, they're all top, top secret. You know, they're, they're classified. They have really sensitive information. And so I am 100% sure that Jack Smith worked with the intelligence community on, okay, these are the really, really, really dangerous ones that we can never let the, see the light of day. We're not going to let you use those because, after all, uh, a trial is a public, uh, a public experience, right? And and sometimes even the existence of these documents are classified. Not even not even just what the contents are. So the super super top secret ones were taken out, and they compromised on a set of documents that they thought could be sanitized under the Classified Information Procedures Act or summarized uh, enough so that they can both be. Uh, th that they can that they can both be used at trial in a way that doesn't jeopardize national security with the proper redactions or summaries or sanitization, um, and so there was a compromise, and and they did 31 of those documents, right? So now they added a 32nd document, and which document is this? This is what is, I think, the the blockbuster revelation in this indictment. So, if you recall, uh, part of the original Mar-a-Lago indictment talked about the uh, the whole exchange uh, with uh, Mark Meadows' ghostwriter, 
who was writing uh, a book about Mark Meadows, was uh, at, at Bedminster with Trump and others, and they were recording these interviews. And that's the famous, you know, when Trump takes out his document and we have the tape recording of it where he is showing off uh, an extremely classified, sensitive, uh, you know, military document regarding Iran. And there's no doubt, you can just listen to the tape, and everyone there was impressed with what he was showing them. Of course, he goes on Fox News uh, afterward and says, oh, no, no, those were just papers, you know, magazine articles. If there was a paper, it was just magazine articles and stacks of papers. You know, there was never a document, and he denied it. And so he, he almost, I think, was taunting Jack Smith, daring him to prove it. And Jack Smith clearly had that document all along, right? But he is, it's so sensitive, it's so classified, it's so top secret that he didn't choose to add that and, and include it in his number, in his 31 that he put in the indictment. Clearly, he went and talked to the intelligence community and got them to allow him to add that to the indictment, and that's count. That's that's number thirty-two. If you look on page seventeen of the indictment, you'll see uh, just what I'm talking about. That it references that document, and that's how we know that that's what it is. So once again, Donald Trump is blatantly lying, and Jack Smith has the evidence against him. What else about this indictment that I find interesting? Uh, I thought it was really um, fascinating the way it spells out the timeline, right? It talks about June 3rd, 2022, the FBI went to collect uh, and, you know, to collect uh, information like documents and see the security uh, cameras. And on June 22nd, 2022, uh, they send an email saying to, you know, to, to um, Trump and his lawyers, you know, we'd like the video uh, from the security cameras that we saw. Uh, then the very next day, right, the day after they got the, e they sent the email saying, look, we could subpoena you, but why don't you just give this over to us? The very next day, Trump calls Mr. Oliveira. Somebody, again, don't forget, Trump's up here. I don't think he's ever spoken to Mr. Oliveira or even knew about him. And in fact, there was conversations in the indictment where uh, Walt Nada was like asking, "Is can we trust this guy? You know, is he is he someone we can trust?" He wasn't in the inner circle. But Trump calls him the next day and has a 24-minute long phone conversation with him. What were they talking about? This guy who wasn't in his inner circle, who he doesn't have conversations with. Suddenly, the day after they are asked for a video, they uh, they go and they say, you know, we 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 want um, this video. He calls them, and then the very next day is when um, Walt Nata basically tells Mr. Oliveira, you know, the boss wants these destroyed, etc. So, you know, this is really, if you look at the timeline and you look at this uh, and you look at, at the, the new allegations in here, it's really just absolutely uh, a rock crusher of a case. And, um, and I think we should stay tuned. Jack Smith keeps, in, keeps investigating.